1: Here we go. From the tenth, throwing end zone. Spectacular catch. They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh, my God. That's incredible.
0: Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right.
1: That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? (laughs) And we are underway.
2: What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Action Network podcast presented by BetMGM. I'm your host, Chris Raybon of the Action Network. Today, we've got our NFL player projections for the championship round of the NFL playoffs. So we're going to run through our top players at each skill position, discuss players we're especially high and low on, and of course, we'll throw out some player props as well. Joining me, the top fantasy ranker in the industry, the odds maker, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going
1: on? What's up? Uh, and then there were four. Uh, this is, you know, just amazing weekend. Um, you know, it looks like, you know, there's there was already props uh, when I woke up on Monday. I haven't had a chance to look at them, but hoping, you know, through today I can sharpen my projections based on, you know, what you're saying and start attacking some of these props.
2: Yeah, I mean, just don't listen to me about uh, Devin Singletary. Uh,
1: oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh my God, second week in a row, first I had the Romeo Dobbs, then Singletary, I think caught like... Three two passes on the opening drive on the over opening the drive just a yeah. quick sometimes yeah he caught a, he way. caught
1: a bomb like a, a literal yeah <laughs> th- bomb <laughs> sometimes it's better that way it's the worst when it's like yeah. the last play of the game you know sometimes yeah. you prefer a quick painless death early on so
2: yeah oh yeah no I don't I'm I'm used to betting unders so it it happens sometimes <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, but uh, all right yeah we'll jump into uh, a quarterback here and uh, obviously. We don't have a top yeah. five, but I mean, unless you want to give me whoever your fifth quarterback would be, oh. but if not, just give me your top four.
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, Lamar Jackson, Brock Purdy, Patrick Mahomes, and Jared Goff. I can't think of a backup that might get a snap. So I only have four quarterbacks projected right now.
2: Well, I think it would be probably, all right, who's the most likely to get hurt? Probably Lamar oh. just because he <laughs> runs so much. So I guess I guess it would be Huntley, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Or uh, Malik Cunningham package. We've been waiting all year. Yeah,
2: I think he's going to be a healthy scratch.
1: I think. (laughs) Yeah, I I think he was. Yeah, right. Still holding out. I mean, he he shined in the preseason. Uh, I was I was holding out hope to see him in some sort of package on the Patriots or Ravens. But it it just never happened. Never happened.
2: Well, you know, what's going to happen. Bill Belichick will go to uh, Atlanta and then uh, Malik Cunningham could come over there and then be a healthy scratch. Every him and Felipe (laughs) Franks. Yeah, and, uh, be healthy scratches there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got the same order though. So, uh, who are you high on? I mean, it's not really. Uh, I guess. High it's, on, but who do you
1: want to talk about? <laughs> I, I guess let's talk about Lamar Jackson. Uh, mm-hmm. He's both of our QB ones. He's coming off just a historic game, the first quarterback ever apparently to have two touchdowns passing, two touchdowns rushing, and a hundred plus rushing yards and a hundred plus QB rating. Um so he's just playing at a high level right now. You know, it is a tougher matchup against the Chiefs, but he's playing at such a high level. Uh I would say he's matchup proof. And I think this week we can finally say, you know, he should be getting back his top target and Mark Andrews. So that's gonna only help him uh even more. So he's the clear top quarterback this week.
2: Yeah, uh I agree. I I have him, you know, well above the other three. Um I think, you know, the the only other ones I mean we could talk about in terms of being high on, I still have Purdy a little bit ahead of Mahomes. I know Debo is uh kind of iffy uh, and purdy look kind of iffy last week. Uh where are you on these on those two guys, you know, Purdy versus uh Mahomes?
1: Yeah, I have uh Purdy like a full point ahead of him. Okay. Um, and my my passing projection for him is a little bit low. I have him mm-hmm. like, you know, two sixty-seven, uh, which is right about where the market opened up. But yeah. he's up to like two seventy-seven and a half now. And just based on the, the receiving props, it looks like the market's just assuming that Debo's out, which I think right, is right. a little too early to assume that. Uh, but Purdy's, you know, passing yard numbers going up because, you know, the Lions are a pass-funnel defense. You know, I think they they finished the season number one in yeah, rush defense, DVOA, yep. And they've allowed uh 340-plus passing yards in five straight games now, so... Could be, you know, a, a Purdy game here. So I, I, I get why his prop is that high. I still think it's too high, but either way, he he should be ahead of Mahomes, uh, just in terms of passing yards, touchdown equity. Um, the I think the only way Mahomes maybe, you know, outscores him is you know his uh, rushing upside. But other than that, I I think Purdy is a clear number two uh, QB this week.
2: Yeah, I agree. I you know it's I was a little surprised because I you know I am adjusting for Debo. I, I mean mm-hmm. I. More more likely than that, he probably will be out. I mean, that just didn't look it didn't look great um, yesterday. But who knows? But just yeah, like you said, this line defense is not good. So you know, even with even with no yeah. Debo, you still have Kittle, you still have McCaffrey, and of course, you still have Brandon Ayuk. Uh, so you could still kind of, and we have one of the best schemers in the game. So you should still be able to get it get it done here. Uh, who are you, Loa?
1: <laughs> well, I guess it's, it's Jared yeah. Goff because he's. Uh, ranked dead last in my QB rankings at QB four. Uh, but he gets a down downgrade this week because he's on the road. Uh, mm-hmm. The weather does look like it's going to be calm at least uh, so that that could help. Uh, but he should also, you know, face a ton of pressure against the Niners. So that's that's always going to be, you know, downgrade for Goff Anytime he faces a ton of pressure tends to struggle. So we could see the Lions offense struggle similar to when they were at Baltimore Or at Chicago, Uh, it could just be a complete collapse like that. Uh, But, you know, it it probably will be, you know, a pass-heavy trailing game script. So, you know, he's still in play in DFS. Uh, But just out of the four quarterbacks, unfortunately, he's the odd man out for me.
2: Yeah, according to uh, PFF's numbers, the Niners last week against a pretty good Green Bay offensive line, they only blitzed Jordan Love twice on 35 Mm. dropbacks and yet they pressured him 40% of the time. So yep. they, they didn't even, you know, and that's kind of the classic Niner defense that we've known uh, throughout much of their postseason success, you know, don't have to really send extra rushers to get pressure. And that would, I think, give Goff some issues just because you have one really good receiver in Amon Ross St. Brown, but if you're dropping seven in a coverage, uh, you know, it's going to be, you're gonna have, other guys are going to have to step up. It's going to be a little tougher for him. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm same same here. Well, oh. on Jared Goff, obviously. Um, all right, let's go. Prop, you're up for quarterbacks. Right. What you got?
1: Let's go with Lamar Jackson's rushing yards. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna set my line and hear your take. Uh, but I'm gonna set it at. I realize where the market's at, but I'm gonna offer fifty-eight and a half rushing yards to you.
2: Alright, let me see what the market's at. Just <laughs> so, I don't know what the
1: market's at. The market's uh, a little bit higher at sixty-three and a half ooh, and rising.
2: I have it right there, like where where you said it. It's yeah. 57, 58. <laughs> um oh. I am going to he does I, I, I did notice and I did he does, he's one of those quarterbacks kinda like Mahomes. His scramble rate does increase a bit in the postseason. Um I'll, I'll I'll take the over. I'll be on the, I want to be on the market oh, okay. side. Yeah, yeah. But me. I mean, no, it's okay. a good line. I think the mar- yeah. the market's generally a little high on Guys like this. but at the same time, I mean, it's Lamar and this that Kansas City defense can cover. You know, they're they have really good cornerbacks on the outside. So you know, if guys aren't open, Lamar's not going to hesitate to take off. So yeah, I'll go. I'll take the over on that one.
1: Yeah, I, that's one I'm showing. Obviously, quite a bit of value on the under. Uh, right that would not be a pleasant viewing experience fading Lamar Jackson right now with his rushing prop. But I saw an interesting breakdown on his running style has changed this year. Uh, He's a little bit more cautious about, you know, taking big hits. Mm. Obviously he's still a dynamic runner, but um, it it doesn't look like he's running quite as hard as years past. So he doesn't have as many explosive runs. Uh, But you know, a game like this, maybe all that goes out of the window. He's been waiting Um, for this.
2: I mean, getting back to the AFC championship, I, I mean, yeah. There's some type of intangible that's going yeah. to that like increased. I don't know exactly how to quantify it, but uh, if the markets already that's, at 63 and a half, I mean, they know there's people. I mean, they could take a big bet in the under right now, but you know, saying so they they're yeah you know, they're willing to hang that 63. It says it says a little something at least, oh, especially yeah, with a sure. popular prop like, like that that they know
1: you know is going to yeah. take. Um. And, so yeah, and I'm thinking for the Super Bowl, it'll be even higher mm-hmm. uh, and even more reason to justify, you know, his prop being high. So this is when I'm kind of ignoring the math, ignoring my model. Uh, I'm showing a ton of value on the under, but it's not something I'm going to bet. If anything, the market is probably closer to to reality than my projection. So I tried to get you there, but. There's also, well,
2: so this, because I was kind of looking at this too, and there's different things you can adjust to kind of get it there. Like for example, um, you talk about, you know, trying to avoid the big hits. Well, in important games, what you tend to find is, They don't try to avoid the big hits as much. So even something as simple as their actual yards per carry can go up because, you know, for example, when a guy might scramble, step out of bounds, now he's, uh, you know, he's going and trying to break that tackle or where he would slide (laughs) or even the design runs because Lamar gets a lot of, you know, he gets design runs. So it's like not just, it's not just like he's getting quarterback sneaks where it's always going to be, you know, one yard or whatever. So um, yeah, that's something I'll look at, you know, individually for quarterback. Now there's only four, but I do know I did kind of increase him and, and Mahomes both because yep. I, I just feel they both are a little more aggressive from the numbers I've seen um, and found uh, in the playoffs. Their scramble rate goes up, there, and their yard per carry, even on design runs, goes up, which I think is just yep. because they're not they're not trying to avoid hits. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: He, if anything, he's been saving himself, you know, conceding a few yards here or there for this moment to go yep. off. And so. that's
2: why Tyler Hunt we should be the QB five. <laughs> wow. Okay, well <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just trying Fair to yeah, prepare for all the prepared for all the, that the potential is true. range of outcomes,
1: man. Yep, that is true. Uh, <laughs> all right, running back. Top five. We got? Uh Christian McCaffrey, Isaiah Pacheco, Jameer Gibbs, Dave Montgomery, and Gus Edwards.
2: I got CMC Pacheco Gibbs Montgomery and my man Justice Hill, who, who, who I, I was talking about him last week. I was like, you never know what this Raven backfield. So right, he had more snaps, so I'm actually I'm, I'm keeping about five. I don't I don't know what to do with Edwards, but we'll talk about <laughs> it. I'm
1: sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: but who who are you high on?
1: Uh, so I think this is now the third week in a row. I'm high on Isaiah <laughs> Pacheco, uh, coming off just you know another solid game on the ground, 15 carries, 97 yards, and a touchdown. Just looks really good running out there. Like, every carry is going to be his last. Uh, but, you know, he, he does have just one catch for the second straight game. You know, likely due to them just being in positive game scripts and Mahomes probably being more willing to scramble in the playoffs, less willing to check down. But I think we can still expect Pacheco maybe to see two to three receptions here. Um, you know, it, it's potentially a trailing game script, so there there could be more passing opportunities more opportunities for Mahomes to dump it off. And while, you know, the Ravens are a tough matchup, they have allowed a 100-plus yard runner in four of the last six games. Um, granted, if you look at the running backs that have cleared 100 yards, they've all been elite running backs. But I would consider Pacheco, you know, above above average running back. Um, so there there's a path for him to still have a good game here. So that's why, you know, despite the tough matchup, I still think we can trust him as, you know, a high-end, like. He is my, you know, number two running back. But but I like him. Once again, I'm high on Pacheco this week. Yeah, I
2: think something, too, that may go a little bit underlooked or overlooked, excuse me, is the Chiefs only ran 47 offensive plays in that mm. game against Buffalo. So 15 carries, 97 yards and a touchdown. It sounds, you know, okay, solid. But when you consider that they only ran 47 plays, that 15 for 97 in a touchdown looks a lot better. So, because, oh. um, like, oh, that, like, usually you're going to run 60 plus plays that would equate to you know 20 carries for like 120 mm-hmm. yards and exactly. you know more than one touchdown of equity so yeah like pacheco as well uh justice hill for me just because i think he's that guy the one guy where there's a, a lot of uncertainty you know like there's he's probably going to be like you said that six rank fifth or sixth rank guy in a lot of um almost everybody's rankings and and whatnot but he did lead the Raven backfield with a 57% snap rate, Gus Edwards, 34%, Dalvin Cook, 13%. And this was a game. It was, it was close for the first half, but it was still a game where that Baltimore did win by multiple scores. So to see Hill with that kind of usage, just kind of reaffirms what we talked about coming into last week, which is this Baltimore backfield is kind of a little unpredictable and they've been, they've shown the willingness to use Hill in important spots Uh, kind of feature him and perhaps it is because he's just more of a dual threat back you know Gus Edwards uh, I think he did have one big uh, receiving play this year but generally he's not uh, much of a receiving threat threat out of the backfield Hill can he's kind of a a dual threat I don't think Cook is quite up to snuffing up in the um, you know the pass protection yet because he didn't play a pass snap in that last game all the snaps came on running downs late in the game so uh, I think Hill if he's that one guy that kind of there's some question about you know there's some uncertainty. Whereas he could, he might be the RB five or RB six, but uh, he could also be like the RB two or something like that if yeah. uh, if he gets another w- workload like that. So uh, and remember, Lions have a committee backfield as well. So you're really just competing with uh, if you are the, the top running back for Baltimore, you might just be competing with Pacheco there. So it's uh, it's yeah, I think Hill is an interesting one to uh, to invest in this week.
1: All right, who are you, Loa? Yeah, well, I, I'm with you on Justice Hill. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed he's not my RB5 like you, but uh, I should flip that because I'm low on Gus Edwards. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's only my RB5 because he's living off touch on equity. Um, <laughs> but he he's a low ceiling, low floor, you know, touchdown or bust option right now. Uh, and as we mentioned, he's not really involved in the pass game. He did have that, I think it was like a 90-yard catch, which – like was more than his season total and three of his four seasons or something. Like exactly. he usually he's usually not involved in the the passing game. Um so a game like this where it, it should be closer, it's even possible that the Ravens do end up in a trailing game script. It, it only yeah. bumps up, you know, Justice Hill's upside even more. Whoa. And, you know, Justice Hill had three more rush attempts than Gus Edwards had last game. Yeah. Um, plus, Dalvin Cook, you know, he's saw a handful, a handful of carries and garbage time. He had that one nice run, and then kind of, you know, it was so so after that. But if there's anybody that Dalvin Cook's going to eat into their usage, it would be Gus Edwards. You know, I could see him mixing in on early down. I think Justice Hill has the the receiving role locked down. So yeah, I think Dalvin Cook is going to factor in uh, more than Melvin Gordon did. So that's just again that lowers Gus Edwards floor even more when it's already kind of shaky. Um, so yeah, I, I'm low on Gus Edwards and high on Justice Hill this week.
2: Yeah. I was kicking myself for not, uh, betting the under on Edwards carry prop. Like mm-hmm. I had it way under because I, I actually eat, like just reading the tea heading into last week. Like initially I was going to project cook for, you know, like a half a carry and I'm like, they sound like they actually might be <laughs> down to use him. I didn't, you know, and granted they did use him mostly late, but I mean, that was part of the calculation. So it's, yeah, I, I think you have to kind of factor in Dalvin Cook getting up, uh, you know, a few carries here yeah. uh, at some point in the game. And then, uh, like you said, Edwards is more likely to lose early down work because in the passing game, it's already just as so. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, another back kind of like that uh, is, is David Montgomery. I think he's another back that kind of has that concern, you know, 13 touches for 47 yards against the Bucks, But now you're talking about a potentially negative game script against the Niners. and. You know, I, I know Montgomery did uh, out-snap Jameer Gibbs in terms of the pass game last week, but, you know, that's that'll happen a lot when you have these backs that, uh, you know, they're going to play on more early downs and things like that, and you're in a decent game script. That can happen, but if you get behind, yeah. that can easily flip. So uh, I'm not reading too much into that. I still think Gibbs should, should project for more uh, usage in the passing game, and, you know, the carries are going to be close. Montgomery is going to have a little bit of an edge there but uh you know if he doesn't get a touchdown I just worry about you know his receiving upside I worry about um you know him getting enough carries because I only have him projected about uh about 12 carries or so and that you know that there's a lower floor with that too yeah. so um he's a he's the other guy kind of like Gus Edwards who I'd be a little bit worried about here
1: yeah and how about the Lions trolling us with uh Craig Reynolds getting the one yard touchdown plunge oh
2: man I know right just brutal yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so I mean that's that he's and he's the Dalvin Cook in this situation. So, yeah. Uh, all right, let's see for the prop. Uh, let's go with uh, Gus versus Justice Hill. I'm gonna say let's do their touches. I'll make I'll make Justice Hill the favorite, so you get Gus plus a half a touch.
1: Let's see. So I have
2: I would, like I would 10, guess you still have
1: Gus for more if you have his arm. Ten and a half, ten and a half for Gus with low confidence. Yeah, yeah. I'll, and you said Justice Hill's minus a half. Yeah, yep. Uh yeah, I'll take Gus there. I don't feel great about it, but I, I I can't pass up value when I see it. That's a good one though.
2: Yeah, no, it's the toughest one 'cause I like I have it I have it uh pretty even, I think, but I could go I could go either way. It's really hard it's hard to distribute yeah. the carries now. It's well like, you said
1: last week last week uh Dalvin like a half a carry. Where where are you at with him now?
2: Well I had no I had him more than I was gonna project him for half a car. Oh. I think I had him for like um maybe like two two and a half carries now i have him let oh see.
1: shit are you even higher this week
2: Probs.
1: yeah now i have him for about four
2: so oh damn um, okay yeah because I, yep. I because not only i think that yeah there's a potential in him playing only in like you know um when they're ahead but the way they were talking sounds like they might kind of he's just that third running back that they kind of you know like uh maybe not quite as much as keaton mitchell but definitely yeah. in the game plan. Like, to get non-zero snaps. So, yeah, um, yeah, I have, I, have, I have him getting about 20% of the... Uh, yeah, early down
1: work, downward, right? Yeah, because right, he, right, right. he didn't run a route. Uh, I no, think he no, was yeah, only so, yeah. in on obvious run situations. Yeah,
2: and that could change too, but still, yeah, I don't think he'd, he'd yeah. get much passing down work. This podcast is proudly presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION, A-C-T-I-O-N, when signing up to get up to $158 in bonus bets when you bet $5. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming, terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at com slash bluewire. That's com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set.
2: All
0: right, wide receiver, who you got in the
2: top five?
1: Uh, Amon Ross Say Brown, Brandon Ayuk. Debo Samuel for now they're saying he's fifty fifty so I'm projecting like he's playing. Uh, Rasheed Rice and Zay Flowers.
2: Yeah, I got Saint Brown, Ayuk, Rice, uh, Debo four, but yeah, he'll he'll go down if uh, he's officially out. Zay Flowers and then let's see who would buy. Well, actually, five. <laughs> yeah, day. who would be
1: the five of? Uh, it's kind of scary. Reynolds, Reynolds, Reynolds. Yeah, I'm yeah. JMO. Oh, um, yeah,
2: well, I mean, same. Yeah, same
1: thing. Just, <laughs> that that uh Reynolds prop the. Montgomery shot block. Uh Uh, uh, They had to call back that 25 yard catch to Reynolds. That was tilting. And Jared Goff was ignoring Reynolds uh, wide open numerous times. Uh, And then you finally saw him when he was open in the back of the end zone for that nine yard score. But Reynolds could have easily had, you know, like four plus catches for 80 plus yards. It was infuriating, like how open he was. And Goff, Goff just, you know, he's just looking for his. First or second read, and that's it. But he had Reynolds open at times if you wanted to.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, that when something like that happens, they usually look at the tape, and then like the next week, they'll make it more of a point. Yeah. To look yeah. at him. So, yeah, I think good bounce back spot for him. But uh, yeah. who are you high on?
1: Uh, Brand Ayuk, man. Uh, he's my wide receiver too, but I think now's the time to invest in him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's coming off a down game, three catches for 32 yards. Uh, this season, I don't think he's uh, had like back-to-back bad game. So he's due to bounce back in a big way. Um, you know, and assuming, you know, Debo, you know, might be limited, might be ruled out to shoulder injury. So, he, you know, he could be Brock Purdy's clear number one target, but it's just a great matchup against uh, past funnel lines defense. They've allowed a wide receiver to clear 140 yards in five straight games. Uh, and if there's anybody <laughs> that's going to do that, it's Brandon Ayuk. So, uh, sign me up for, you know, a brand new ceiling game here.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. I think this is the Ayuk spot. And if Debo's out, even more so. Yeah. Uh, For me, Rasheed Rice, Uh, he had his first down game in a minute, just four catches, 47 yards. But as I mentioned, Kansas City ran only 47 plays. They were also, you know, in decent game script most of the game. So uh, this could be one. You know, they are uh, only three and a half point underdogs at Baltimore. So not in major, but uh, could be in a little more of a negative game script. I think that would help. Rasheed Rice and they're gonna throw, you know, they're gonna throw more than what is twenty five passes mm-hmm. uh, that they threw in that last game, most games. So uh, I don't think you want to uh, get too down on him. Kind of thought maybe it was a Kelsey time for Kelsey to bounce back. He did that, uh, but I think you know this Kansas City offense at this point going to be very concentrated. Pacheco, Kelsey, and Rasheed Rice. So when they run more than forty seven places I think they'll do this week, uh, he should bounce back. So like him as a top three option. Uh, who are you, Loa?
1: I'm low on Odell Beckham. Um, you know, he he only caught one pass for 12 yards last week. Now just, you know, he has one catch in three of the last four games. Um, and I I thought his playing time would go up, you know. I yeah, thought they've been kind of like to him to unleash him in the playoffs, but for some reason his route participation fell all the way down to 28% last week. Yep. Um, so he's just more likely to have a floor game and limited playing time granted. He could still go off for, you know, a few catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown and that. So I think he's probably still in play in tournaments. But I was just baffled why his playing time uh, went down. You know, Bateman and Aguilar uh, were operating as the number two and three receivers. So, um, yeah, so I, I just think he's more likely to hit his low floor at this point. Um, but yeah, it's kind of weird. Do you, do you have any idea why he was down to 20%? He's
2: got to be hurt. Or he's got to not yeah. be completely healthy. Because I mean, remember, he, he, he took the year off, came back. I mean, he's still coming off of major injuries on the other side of 30. Uh, and, you know, the, the year started, uh, the first game that they played, he was in every single pass play. Like a, a yeah. hundred, even more than Zay Flowers. Next week, <laughs> went to 64%. He got hurt, came back. It was 66 percent. And then so for the season, it's kind of been the average has been 60, but it's been it's been a lot lower than that in some spots. And it's been hard to predict. So it's one of those things where I'm not I'm still using like when I'm projecting, I'm still going mostly closer to his season long rate, which is 58 percent. Like I'm not going to necessarily wait, like weigh that 28 too much for him, because if you look at. The three Ravens after Zay, so it's Odell, Bateman, and Aguilar, all three of them average exactly 58% uh, route yeah. participation for the year. So it's like in a situation like that, we've talked about this many times where there's like yeah. this week-to-week variance that's higher than what you would expect with natural randomness. Um, I am going to kind of just use like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not okay. going really, um, like try to really like try to catch lightning in a bottle with the last game's projection being weighted way too much more. It'll, it'll be weighted a little more, but not – you know, not the way I would for some receiver. That's just something I've kind of found doing this, yeah. like week in week out. Um, but yeah, I'm, that is it is concerning. It seemed like him and Bateman, uh, kind of kind of um split that number two role, and then because they they're you know Bateman seventy two percent, Odell twenty eight percent. That adds up to exactly you know one hundred percent, and yeah. then it's and then Aguilar was the number three. So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. If anyone, uh, if anyone, if anyone who is from the Baltimore area, beat writer, listening to this, with any intel or any just theories, be sure to tweet us. Because yeah, we this is (laughs) this is one that's tough for us. Been kind of been kind of tough all year. Um, but yeah, at this point, I don't really know what to do but kind of just equal them out for all three of the all three of these guys after Zay at this point. And then Duvernay's getting healthier. Um, oh, that's right. So he so who knows? But yeah, I, I would. And uh, do you have any idea where Beckham was getting those snaps? Was he, was he like mostly like a red zone guy like Hodgins? I couldn't really, I haven't rewatched the, uh, the film yet. So I, I, I'm not sure, but did yeah, you that's notice a good anything? question.
1: No, I, I didn't notice anything specific uh, okay. until after the game when I saw his routes run, I thought I saw him out there enough, but yeah, I'll, I need to go back and see what was going on with that. Maybe they were saving him for the red zone or you know, what like was Super going Bowl. on, but You're saving him for, yeah, him for the Super Bowl. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I agree. I don't I
2: don't know what I don't know what to do with him. Um for me it's uh it's Justin Watson, uh just simply because it's like kinda of mentioned it, I think this Kansas City attack will be concentrated. Watson fell to forty-four percent route participation last week, which is you know, he's been in the sixties for the most part. Um, you know now Sky Moore, he could come back this week. It seemed like MVS overtook Watson again as that you know, deep threat. They're kind of splitting the role, period. But uh, Watson's the guy for much of the year, like, all right, he's the clear number two receiver for Casey. And now I think, you know, it's it's back up in the air again. Hardman's kind of drawing nearly even with Watson as well. So, um, you know, not a guy I think many people were going to be on anyway. But, uh, yeah, I have him a little lower than I've had him the past few weeks because it's kind of trending, trending to more of an even split behind uh, Rice with all those other guys. All right, uh, prop. What you got?
1: Well, I want to do a fun Odell one. Uh, I was going right. to do routes run rate over under fifty four and a half percent, but oh, I Jesus. just got tell on yours. Uh, I have a yeah. f- way more fun one than that. This is. Okay. I'm not just going to set a median out there. There's a median prop out there. Go look for yourself. I'm going to set a line where. Do you think he's going to finish between these two yardages? Ooh, okay. So I have this being like a coin flip, and he's a guy that's it's he's such a wide range of outcomes. I think this is an important <laughs> problem to consider. So will he finish between twelve and thirty eight yards? So if he finishes with twelve or thirty eight, that's included in yes. If he gets okay. eleven or thirty nine, that's outside of the bucket, if that makes sense. So
2: eleven and a half to thirty eight and a half.
1: Essentially. Yeah, yeah essentially. Yep.
2: Okay. Um ooh, should see. And you're saying it's 50 50. You have 50. Uh, I have it
1: roughly, yeah. Roughly 50. Okay. 50. I, I simulated it. I saw it. Um, and that's, that's what I concluded is 11 and a half to 38 and a half would be like a 50 50 prop.
2: I'm going to say, oof.
1: That's, that's good. That's good. Because so he
2: he he's been, so season, it's been 60%. Uh, oh,
0: really? in between those. Yeah.
2: Oh. Between, but let's see he's been yeah he's been one two three the last four games he's been yes between those two i'm gonna go but i'm gonna go now because i do think it's a good i do i do think it is about 50 50 he's been the last four so this is more of a gut kind of gut play uh at some point i think he either either like he's just hurt and doesn't barely plays or they like he pops for a big play which i think is probably likely here so yeah i'll go i'll go no but that is a good one
1: yeah i remember like 20 years ago or whatever when i first started getting the props they actually had props like this
0: they, they still need, do they need to bring um, it back they, they still do
1: well they have the bands right but do they have something like this where it's like minus 110 both ways i don't think so oh no they usually it's
2: like you can pick between between the two ranges at different number like like at whatever the odds they set for the, like they'll have like yeah 10 to 10 to 30 yards 30 to 50 something like that um but not just like yes or no for a specific one, right 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 all right
1: tight end top five we got <laughs> all right let me uh i could probably just go off the top of my head um travis kelsey george kittle sam laporta mark andrews and isaiah likely both inside my top five
2: yeah that would <laughs> same same here if and if uh if you know one if andrews doesn't play then i'd have no gray is my tight end five wow yeah Uh, I mean, there's only 14,
1: (laughs) but uh, who are you you high on? Uh, I'm high on Travis Kelsey. Um, You know, we we saw him finally break out of his slump last week, uh, which which I thought he would. I mean, he was way too cheap in DFS. Had the five catches, 75 yards, two touchdowns. That's now a 26% target rate in both playoff games now. So, Mahomes is clearly uh, leaning on him. Um, You know, there's been a lot of games where Kelsey's target rate was below 20%. Which was concerning. But I, I think we're we're getting the old Kelsey back at least for the playoffs. Um and you know, it's it's a tougher matchup against the Ravens, but there's really no easy matchup this weekend. So, you know, he's he's a clear tight end one, whereas, you know, the past couple of weeks it's been shaky. Uh, but I think he reclaimed, you know, being the, the true number one overall tight end uh right now.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I mean a lot of it was just the drops in that in that first playoff yeah. game. Um, but, uh, for me it's Kittle. I, I think with Debo potentially out and talk about this last week, but for whatever reason, Kittle just has really positive splits favoring, uh, being at home. And if you look at his numbers this year, he has cleared 67 receiving yards in all but one of his home games. And he's only done that in three of his road games. So, uh, almost all of his good games this year have come at home, all of His touchdowns, except one, have come at home. So, and he's had so six of his seven touchdowns have come at home. And this is a, you know, Lions team that, as we talked about, their defense is just not very good. I think this is a good IUC spot, but Sam will more than probably more than likely to be out. So I think Kittle uh, will be that, you know, number two receiver. uh, Should be in a good spot. Four catches, 81 yards, and a touchdown last week. I think he could do something similar. Maybe even gets more targets than the seven he had last week if Debo's out. Yeah who are you on at tight end
1: uh isaiah likely uh i'm kind of recycling your take from last week where (laughs) right yeah mark andrews is potentially returning this week so the best backup tight end in the entire league isaiah likely gets an obvious downgrade uh you know maybe andrews won't be able to return to his usual full-time role so likely could still see more work than he normally would when andrews is healthy so could still end up putting decent numbers here so he might be like a spend up to be contrarian play in dfs but either way would have to imagine andrews is going to be in on obvious passing situations and or in the red zone which you know are the most valuable snaps to be in so you know likely gets a big downgrade here but again we have to see if andrews will actually suit up before we can say that
2: yeah and i mean i think he they, they were on the telecast they did say like essentially like it
1: was fact like hey
2: they're gonna get him back for the championship okay. so i mean i'm guessing they you know they held him out as a precaution it seemed like because he was practicing last week so
1: yeah he had a full practice in there too. yeah so but i'm guessing it was more safe than sorry you, again they have the best backup tight end in the league that kind of helps
2: exactly <laughs> um speaking of backup tight ends uh the <laughs> Lions signed Zach so we'll see how that yep. goes but uh i am well a bit well on sam laporta i just think you know, this is a tough matchup. Anytime, you know, talked about this with San Francisco, the, you got to worry about uh, Fred Warner and Burks and all those linebackers over the middle. Their safeties are good. Uh, it's just a really tough team to put up big numbers for your tight end unless you're in, and, you know, they're just in prevent defense. They finished the year number four uh, in DVOA against tight ends, according to FTN. So uh, Laporta, I think we both liked them last week, ended up coming through with... uh nine catches on 11 targets for 65 yards. That may be a little tougher to accomplish this week. I think, especially with San Francisco, you know, able to get pressure rushing only 4 you're going to have guys in coverage, maybe, maybe even, mm. um, you know, pay a little bit of extra attention to Laporta uh, and just that inside in general with Amonra and Laporta and, and try to funnel the ball to, you know, JMO and Reynolds, which we know Goff is a little more uncomfortable. Uh, you know, throwing deep and, and outside than he is over the middle. So, uh, yeah, Laporta, a little lower than you. Still, he's my tight end three, but just not mm-hmm. expecting necessarily uh, an above-average, above-expectation type of performance this week for Sam Laporta. All right. Uh, tight end prop, let's see. Well, let's just, let's just go Kelsey because that's always – everyone's always like, what's Kelsey going to do? Yeah. Um, so we'll just go – receiving yardage. Let's go 64 and a half.
1: Oh, uh, I'll take the under. Right. I I had it like 60 and a half. The market's at 62 to 63 and a half. Remember the first round, it was 55 and a half. We were like, that seems a bit low. I think he floated 67 and a half, I think.
2: Yeah, I floated like the normal, my projection number. And yeah, I was surprised it was that low. And
1: he went way over. It was just weird that the books were... Typically, with Kelsey, you want to overinflate it because everybody's going to be on his over. But it's been such a weird season where maybe people were fading him. Uh, yeah, that turned out to not to be smart. So I think I think the the market's probably in line where it should be right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like I just say, it's probably a couple yards too high. But I, I do think that's a good number.
2: He hasn't had fewer than seventy one yards in a postseason mm-hmm. game since February second of twenty twenty. The Super Bowl against the Niners. So
1: you're, uh, there you go. The
2: odds are against you. I'll tell you that.
1: <laughs> well, he is getting older. There there yeah, were no, some know. signs of decline. So he's not the same old Kelsey, but again, he's still probably the best tight end league still. So yeah, it's it's hard to fade him. Um, and uh, to be clear, I'm probably not taking his under, uh, in his prop market either, but I, I think given the choice, I would lean under here. All
2: right that's gonna do it for our championship week nfl player projections episode here of the action network podcast presented by BetMGM, the king of sports books for more fantasy content from sean and i our full fantasy preview episode will be out uh it's out right now excuse me on the fancy flex podcast channel if you're into betting be sure to check out my weekly betting preview episode with stucky every thursday right here on this channel uh and course actionnetwork.com for all of our nfl betting and fantasy content fantasywebs.com for our DFS tools and models don't forget about the action network discord server uh, you can find sean on x at the underscore oddsmaker. maker i'm at chris raybon Now we're at those same handles on the free award-winning action network app until next time let's get this money